and welcome to episode two of season three of Podcast of Vito, a Big Brother podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and joining me as always are my brothers, Terrence. Hey. And Owen. Hey guys, I'm Owen. If you're new to the podcast, we will be discussing, recapping, and analyzing every episode of Big Brother Season 21. And with that, let's get into the recap segment of the show, hashtag, but first. Let's start with talking about Ovi. Ovi, uh, he was feeling himself this this episode. Big time. Yeah, so... We talked last episode about how he's someone who like seems to know a lot about the game, and we might be seeing one of those instances where knowing too much is actually hurting you. Like you start playing too hard, too fast. Yeah. So, and I don't know if his social game backs it up as seen by his interaction with Christy, who I think he really likes her vibe. And yeah. Offered to let her come under his bed covers. That was no, that was not bed strange. covers. I thought he said under his bed. Like, he just left it at that. That's she a move. She goes, I thought this was how he was wording it. She goes under his bed, and he leaves the room. Yeah, he was like, well, what if... No, I think he said, you can change under my, my bed while I'm on the bed. He was referring to the sheets, I think. <laughs> Ovi. I mean, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, but... Are we really litigating this? I think it's very obvious he was saying under the sheets. It was wild. I mean, I just I had an out of body experience. I, mean, I couldn't believe. What apparently, was her I was strategy it. of using her sexuality, even though she's openly lesbian, using it on men. I guess it's working. With it's one hundred percent working. That was working. her chance, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll go to the girls' room. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, a little bit awkward and. He doesn't really stop being awkward for the rest of the episode. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, can I just say something about your vibe real quick? I we, like it. We should really break down, because we talked about how we don't know what kind of class president he was. I always think people that are too involved in, like, campus politics, there there's, like, something off. I tried to say this last week, just Yeah, I know you did. You, you had, like, a very short tidbit on it. But, like... I'm getting more of that vibe from him. He tried to be like the sitcom class president where like he's the cool guy who's also the president. So much of I don't being, think that's how it is. Yeah, and so much of being a class president, and I'm not trying to take away from people who were class president of their class. <laughs> I've been I a am. second class president college, out there. In college. Oh, yeah. That's what point. I'm saying. So much of that is just being the person who's just really out there about wanting to be class president. Yeah. Only so many people are going to really go for it, and you're just going to pick one. Do you think he like ran like on a really strong policy? Like He had really, really important class president takes, and, and that's what he thought was going to get him elected? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I find whenever I have to vote for one of those things, it's just like, oh, that person was like on my dorm floor. I usually just vote against people. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. I, I would vote against Ovi. You would? Yeah, Ovi Trice. No game, all gimmicks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of a weird move from Ovi here. Um, I don't think that, uh, you know, he really won over Christy in this interaction. He definitely didn't, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more later. Well, I don't think we're going to bring this up at any other point, so I might as well bring it up now. Um, this wasn't the only moment of someone being way over complimentary in an ad 
interaction where it gets like weird because Tommy was doing that with Jack too, like two minutes later. Oh yeah. Oh, well, but I like totally like love you. Well, he was doing it in the diary room, but I I felt like he was also doing it in person. That was a bit, Owen. Well, no, 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 you're actually 100% correct because... <laughs> Terrence um, drops his phone during every episode. I'm a professional. I was just going right along with it, but you had to call it out. Um, no, oh, you're absolutely right. He did say something along the lines like, I have such a good feeling about this. It's like us till the end. He did say that right yeah. to him. It wasn't just the diary room. Well, I mean, but what are you going to say there? That's what people always say in those situations. It's like, I don't know, play it cool. D- like, just yeah, bro, like, I got you. Yeah, man. Bro, like... like Final two I'm is in. what I'm thinking. I'm know. all in. Yeah, that, that's all I gotta say. Just like play it cool. I don't know. I think you're over overthinking Tommy in this case. There's a pretty stark contrast between what Tommy did mainly in the diary room and Ov. No, no, I'm I'm leaving the diary room completely out of this. That's that's out of consideration. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about what he actually said to to Jack, which was similarly like. I'm all about this, and like I'm gonna say it. Two like, or three and times I'm all about you sure and me, you know. and I think you're cool. Like you, all that. me, us, we're a team. It's like that type of the thing. The one thing that really drives me nuts with Big Brother that I feel like has become a thing in the last few seasons is I just have to tell everyone how much I love them, no matter what day of the season it is. Anytime I have to mention them in some way, yeah, I love you. It's day three. <clears throat> Do you think that that? I mean, I think we know the answer. That's not genuine at all. That's t- almost oh. it's like total posturing and almost like avoiding saying actually saying anything about anyone because by saying you love someone like to the nth degree, you're actually saying nothing about them because you're saying that about everybody. Well, yes. do you guys believe in love at first sight? No, <laughs> <laughs> not unless it's a uh, Scotty and the Hammer. <laughs> we'll be able to get more into that on our Love Island podcast. Now, yeah, stay tuned. I've got some things on Love Island, so this isn't breaking news because other people in the world know this but i found out last night from someone who watched a ton of it is that it was originally a british show that was almost entirely uncensored i thought that was am i I mixing up with like x on the beach no it's called love island then maybe that's what's on hulu i I couldn't believe it last night i was at a bonfire and someone said (laughs) i (laughs) how did we get here (laughs) she said well, I I wasted, you know, so much time watching Love Island and my response was that hasn't even come out yet. It's going to be on CBS this summer. <laughs> Airing after Big Brother <laughs> 5 nights a week. <laughs> July 7th. July 9th, I thought. July 7th on. 9th, I'm pretty it sure. Might be 9th, but it's an odd number. <laughs> I tried to do the pitch, but she told me that no, it is, it is originally a British television show, almost entirely uncensored, which is weird. It was probably really good because Brits are the best actors. Well, I mean, it's not acting, Terrence. That's the joke. Reality TV, like it's all actors. Well, are people going to are people going to get as obsessed with this as The Office done? No, <laughs> that would be interesting. Imagine people binge watching Love Island on Netflix. That would be insane. Do you think anyone's going to spill chili on Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you have an update on one of the contestants on Love Island, don't you? No, not necessarily. I know that Brett tweeted a heart emoji and an island emoji. I mean, that's the NBA equivalent of tweeting the eyeball emojis. Kawhi's yeah. going to the Lakers. <laughs> but, like, I feel you like he, just drop that he wants to like – <laughs> I think he wants to rouse that. But I don't think – I don't think he'll actually be on it. I think I you're hope he does, way so. overestimating Brett's social media abilities. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, he's trying to evoke the emotion of what would happen if he was actually going on Love Island, but he's not. By the way, I actually got comments about getting a cameo of Brett for the pod. Yeah. It would be a good idea. The only thing is with cameo, they can be really weird about it where they don't want to promote something, but they will just say, what's up, Terrence? Happy birthday. Glad you're a big fan of mine. <laughs> like, you, can you imagine if we got into, like, say, idiot? It, like, it'd be incredible. If you don't listen to podcasts, if you don't, you're an idiot. It would be I know, perfect. I want it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Back on. to the episode. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, Kat and Kemi and their sort of conversation with a lot of the women in the house um, yeah. early on in the episode. Uh, they started talking about the two Jacks, which Owen made it clear we're calling him Mickey. Yeah, I mean, they changed his like name tag thing to Mickey. The way they spell it. So I it think we have to go with it. Really throws me off. It's, it's Well, that's how his last name is spelled. Michi. I know, but it looks like the beginning of spelling Michigan. Michelin. Oh, or that. Um, Even though it doesn't actually. Yeah. <laughs> it so just makes me think that. They don't seem to be big fans of the Jacks. Um, I mean, we weren't a big fan of at least one Jack, uh, Jackson, Mickey. Mickey. Uh, to start. Um, Which I have thoughts on that, by the way. But they also think uh, Jack, Aquaman, is kind of a, a dumbass, I guess. <laughs> At least that's what Kemi thinks. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, um, we did actually allude to that when we uh, referenced his bio and how he has very little to say about himself or yeah. what he is interested in. He's not a, a man of few words by choice. It's, by, <laughs> it's just natural to him. Yeah. But um, And also, Kat thinks that she can manipulate uh, Mickey that with was, her good yeah. looks and charm. She didn't even say that. She just said... I'm inferring that. Right. She just said, uh, Mickey is young and impressionable. I can totally tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard someone just outright say that about someone they've known for three days. How old is she? Is she, is she like some sort of vixen or something? I would guess is that why I'll figure it out 29. for sure. But continued the discourse. So many life before. experiences. Oh, and I would like to be on the record for guessing 29. Is she closer to 40 or 30? Um. Uh, let me get Mickey, Mickey is twenty four. Are you still super impressionable at twenty four? Yes. Okay. Confirmed. <laughs> Terrence was so hindsight confirms. <laughs> yes. Cat. Ding ding ding. Brendan got it right. Twenty nine. There you go. Doesn't look a day over twenty eight. <laughs> um. So. What's important about weak. this conversation, though, <laughs> you know what? If we're going to critique jokes on the pod, we're not going to get very far, and people will already have turned off. Um, but what was important about that is running your mouth in front of so many people, you don't know what the um, alliances are yet, and of course, it hit the wrong ears. It hit um, Isabella's ears, and those are her boys, and she immediately went back and relayed that information to them. I think Annalise was there too. And Annalise. But wasn't relevant at the time. Yes. But she knows what was being said. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it just it's so strange to have that thought and the, the ego that you have to have to just automatically think you can control someone you don't even remotely know. It'd be one thing if he was already into her and they were, you know, Starting to have some love and showmance, maybe. <laughs> but uh, she just said that about a guy. But but maybe <laughs> we don't know. We're not seeing everything. Yeah, it's true. Just like uh, I've heard some stuff that certain people in the house are like not nice guys, but we haven't quite seen it yet. Yeah. Until so, I see it on the show, it's, it's not, not real. True. 
Um, but no, that that that's a that's a really good point. And um, what's interesting about that is that she was alluding to the fact that she already thought she was a target. So in that instance, why are you saying that about someone who already has had some power, maybe isn't like explicitly attached to power right now? But why why would you be saying that and maybe putting a, a target on your back if you're already worried about your your place in the house? I think early on here, the girls at first seemed to get along initially. And there's a reason why they're all in this room together, hanging out, having conversation. And the game just so happened to get brought up. Right. And then this is another instance of like all girls never works because they immediately turn on each other. So yeah, that, that one conversation couldn't even be held sacred. It's immediately going off to the, Alliance. In that sense, I kind of feel for Cat because while it is a weird thing to say, it was. It seems like it was almost a joke in a way. Not yeah. necessarily like a complete. You know, she's trying to make them laugh or whatever kind of joke. As jokes, tend, as jokes yeah. tend to be, but yeah, exactly. They were just talking. Or even if it if it wasn't tongue in cheek, it is just like saying like something as simple as like, oh, I think he's into me, and I think I could get him to do what I want, like. Right. Uh, I don't think that is this like horribly egotistical thing for a relatively attractive girl to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. Um, so let's move on to the formation or the the continued expansion? evolution yeah. of uh, previously the unnamed one, alliance. Yeah, the only alliance we have in the house. Uh, Jack. Uh, well, they all discussed adding people to the Alliance, and ultimately, Jack Mimosa asked Tommy and Annalise to join the Alliance. Thoughts? The Tommy moment, that was where he uh, babbled on right? when uh, they added Tommy. I don't think Jack was the one that actually added Annalise. I think that was a few others having a conversation yeah. well, with uh, her. That's not the point. Like, yeah. What do you think of adding Tommy? <laughs> well, they just wanted to get to the number eight. And I think that this makes sense. Tommy, I think, is going to be in a really good position going forward. Annalise, I think this is just the continuation of... Here's here's a thing I'm going to take note of when I'm on the show. The pretty people are always in the first alliance. Yeah. So, so I know I'd be in the first alliance. It'd be great. <laughs> I'd be scratching the claw on the whole time, man. <laughs> no, but um, I think it's a good strategic thing. We talk about it all the time. You have to get in that first alliance of eight. It always naturally goes to that number because that's what you need to get someone out right away. So you got to be in there. You also got to survive when it cuts down to like five or six. Yeah. Um, so that makes it maybe difficult for Tommy and Annalise. They're going to have to like make themselves firmly in that alliance. Um, but for Tommy... It backs up a little bit about what we talked about last week where I had him in my power rankings and Whose he, house is it anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had he was like kind of alliance adjacent. I don't know if Christy pushed the issue here, but if she did, now it's mm-hmm. official and like they're protecting each other in a way. So I thought that was kinda interesting. Yeah, and I think it goes deeper than just numbers and being attractive. I think that Tommy proved in the first HOH competition that you know, he'll at least be competitive in physical comps. And Annalise also performed pretty well in the competition. And I'm sure at this point they've all talked about, at least to a degree, their backgrounds, him as a Broadway dancer and uh, 
her as a college athlete. So I think it, it was a pretty good move, and there's always going to be one powerhouse alliance right off yep. the bat, and it seems like uh, they just recruited people that fit the bill. What's interesting in seeing if they'll last is who is the brain behind it? Is I mean, If we're talking about just like stature, you might start to like think, like, oh, maybe Nick is. But I think it might be Christy. I think she might be the one who's like – kind of propelling this alliance forward and like keeping the strategic decisions in line and it looks like making Christy things happen right now i agree she seems to have a real good feel for the game and uh a general sense of how to act with other people in the house who aren't in the alliance which is always a big problem with the early alliances because there's so many people that there's always gonna be idiots who mess it up and you know we start to witness that in this episode but it seems like christy has a really good understanding of how to interact with the house as a whole and not just her alliance. I'm worrying about my pick of her from last week where I picked her to win because I don't think you can come across as the smartest person and the first HOH in the same week. And get away with it. Yeah. Yes. I agree. You might be right, which is unfortunate, but I think she has a lot of the tools needed to go far in this game regardless. Yeah, I agree. Um, it would be really interesting to see like the gender dynamics here because you always only see the guy being like the all controlling one in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yet Christy definitely seems to have that capability. I'd I'd want to see how that plays out if she They're tried it that way. Balance too. They have four men yeah. and four women. They're diverse in terms of not only yeah they're they're even. They have different like sexual orientations. Like they have a lot of different perspectives right. coming into it which is so not normal yeah exactly. so i thought that w- that was uh definitely an advantage for them but all those people and all that diversity and they couldn't come up with a better name than grateful with an eight that is brutal i actually liked the ocho that was kind of funny you know a little... it's kind of like espn eight yeah exactly yeah. just a little throwback well i don't know we'll we'll see if they have what it takes uh to last or if they're gonna be in the grateful dead boom <laughs> Dropped his, yeah, drop his, drop the money. Drops his phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of grateful, <laughs> grateful dead. Um, I'll be on next episode, guys. <laughs> the alliance began discussing who they were going to target this week, and it seemed like it was primarily decided by Christy, which. Owen goes back to your point of people take notice of these sort of things early on when someone is taking a little bit too much control of the alliance. But she decided pretty early on that she wants to target uh, Cat and put Cliff up as a pawn, and everyone seemed to agree. Thoughts on that and thoughts on Christy seem, seeming to be the sole decision maker in this case? Um, I don't think this is the moment where she seems too controlling because they did share with the group that cat was saying that about Mickey. So it seems oh, way right. more justified here. I forgot. About yeah. That. I didn't see any dissension or any sort of like alternative. So yeah. I don't think it really ruffled any feathers. I forgot about that. Even though we just talked about it for 10 minutes. Hey, that so happens. it was basically the sinking of the Lusitania for them. It's <laughs> their excuse. Now, as for cliff, we know that his last name is hog. So my proposition to CBS when he's out of this game in like two to three weeks, his nickname should be The Hog, and they should pick up a series called The Hammer and the Hog. Oh, that would be great. 
That would actually be really funny if they did one of those fake sitcoms that they do some seasons. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Get like a cameo appearance by uh, Glenn. <laughs> just just a clip of the hammer. Dude, you're a beast. <laughs> um, you know what they're definitely going to do? When he gets evicted, they'll the next episode, when they're doing the recap, they'll show him walking out of the house and just do like a wink wink type of sound or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, that's so mean. You know they will. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it should actually be a requirement for the old person in the house. You have to chain smoke cigarettes and give unsolicited advice. <laughs> the hammer was the perfect old person in Big Brother. I agree. <laughs> he was always just talking about undercover police, but he wasn't an undercover cop. <laughs> Did we ever talk about how he was um, like advertising his daughter yeah. trying to win Maxim Hometown Hotties on Twitter? We talked about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. We talked about that on Celeb, I think. Yeah, and also he um, is trying a comedy career. So just Love if it. you're interested in what's going on with the hammer. Um, yeah, I mean, wild stuff. But so are we cool with the nominations here? Does it make sense? Doesn't ruffle too many feathers type of deal? Yeah, typical stuff for, for Cliff. I'm interested that they chose or she chose him as the pawn as opposed to the target. Because I could see the house sort of shifting. I could, yeah, I could see it getting very easily flipped and not by her choice. Yes. Uh, I'll give him credit, though. He seemed to know the score in the situation. People are really bad with the whole getting asked to be a pawn thing. And I'm sure it's an uncomfortable situation, but you pretty much just have to agree or do what Owen said to kind of try and shift their focus. I think that was actually only the case for that weird competition in the oh, first episode. Because it wasn't a nomination. It was like being chosen for a random other thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, but um, he he talked about how in the diary room how he totally knew that he couldn't trust her and that they're just trying to use him, which is true because there's always the pawns who get used really early on by the bigger alliance. Um, and it seems like, you know... He knows that he needs to fight for the POV and whatnot. Because sometimes people actually do talk themselves into that they don't need to worry that much as a pawn. True. You know what I found curious was, I think it was Jack. I don't recall who he was talking to. But they were talking about their plan. Like, who, who are we picking off? One by one by one by one. And I think Cliff was like second to last. Like, they're not that... They don't seem Eventually, worried about him in any way. So he might be around. And if he plays along here... It might get him to a point where like, he could actually do something that changes his game and he has a successful run. So that's a good segue into that conversation. Jack, Nick, and there was a third person. Who, was, was, was it Mickey? Tommy? Tommy? It was not Mickey, no. I think it was Tommy. It was Tommy, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all laying in bed together and they had a conversation about how they're going to first eliminate all the girls. Take some souls. Take some souls. All the girls and minorities, which is exactly what Jackson yeah. did. His um, do you guys see Twitter? Like, is really upset about this. Like, I mean, it, I could see why, right? Understandably. Yeah, yeah. So it it seems to be kind of the mentality of like the guys leading that alliance. So we'll see if that that bears out at all. There is sort of this uncomfortable trend I feel like in Big Brother where it seems like every season sort of starts out with some guy winning hoh and they just target them yeah it's, it's bs i mean it's a, it's the same thing as and we don't talk about it because it's more accepted and more natural but it's the same thing as the age, ageism leading you to automatically know cliff is going to be one of the first people gone 
So it's right. it's very it's very it's not entirely the same, but it's similar. Yeah. Um. So I found that to be interesting. I mean, kind of problematic, but I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you rectify that without having a more diverse cast in terms of making the numbers more even, right? Which they need to do. Yes. Um. I. I never quite understand the the gender wars of Big Brother that always exists. It, yeah, I agree. It seems it just seems to always be the early storyline of any Big Brother season. It do, it it doesn't stay that way forever, but it always starts that way. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's almost like the, I mean, the, the first four or five um, evictions always end up feeling like sort of like a necessary preamble that gets us to like that final eight, let's say eight or nine, where Everything kind of gets crazy, um, but it's a shame that some of them just kind of get cast off that way, which is yeah, yeah, no, it, not the best. It's weird, and definitely, you know, a problem that it's worth it's worth talking about. I mean, yeah. it, it's always been happening, so it, it, we'll see if it ever gets changed at all. Yeah, I don't think it's always some something as sinister as it may be in certain seasons. It's just sort of a the guys hang out with the guys at first and sure, vice versa. So absolutely, uh, but it, it is an interesting conversation to have on this podcast. Um, but what was very important about this conversation between the three members of grateful was that with Ovi, an eight. <laughs> yeah. Grateful with an eight. Ovi was in the room and overheard their entire conversation or at least parts of it. He couldn't hear everything, but he started to, you know, have some thoughts about things. What do we think about Ovi's reaction and how he approached this whole scenario? Well, I wish he had like better hearing because somehow in all of this, he only managed to hear like the number eight, and then that just like haunted him for the yeah. rest of the episode. Hey man, when, <laughs> when you're throwing the biggest party at a uh, UT, you're not you're not keeping your uh, hearing in check. You're playing some loud <laughs> music, yeah, but right. um. What I also found interesting was that he didn't even realize that Jack was there. Yeah. He kept saying um, Tommy and, and Nick. So, yeah, he really – but I also understand because you can't be, like, lifting your head up to get a peek. You True. need to just go with what you're getting there. Mm -hmm. Well, and what's weird about this whole situation is by now shouldn't he have a sort of feel for who's hanging out with who? Yeah. If there's eight people, that's a lot of people. Who do Nick and Tommy hang out with? Yeah, uh, I want to get into that in a second here. But um, one thought, just in general, like sometimes we talk about some of the more minutia of what it would be like to be in the house. If you're in the house, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, right? What percentage of your time are you slash should you be talking about the strategic aspect of your game? One percent. Correct. So. If you're those guys, and I mean, it's understandable. If you're really excited about something, like you want to talk about it, you're like jazzed up about it, that's the whole reason you're here. Why would it ever be in a potentially open space? It seems that's idiotic, true. right? And it, it happens every season. It, I, yeah, and like, it's I guess it's human nature to just be excited about things and want to talk and gossip and whatever, but... We're just so excited to talk about voting out all these women. Wait. That's a toxic <laughs> male. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay... Here's a different way of putting it, though, in just how people naturally work. When you're talking to a coworker, what do you talk about? Work. Exactly. You're on Big Brother. Oh, what do you talk about? No, 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 no. No. Uh, no, no well, I mean, no, there's an element of that. No, he's right, but 
everything we know about Big Brother is that everything has to be in secret and in order for that to be possible it has to be the 1%. It can't be something you're talking about all day every day. Yeah, I thought you were actually going to go a different direction with that and say how you talk to your workers, uh, coworkers about like all the gossip and things you should not be talking about. Or or that. Okay, that <laughs> those are the that two makes things. Sense. Yeah. So no, I think what you're saying is sort of human nature and probably to a degree accurate, but I just think that everyone kind of knows that that can't be how Big I do. Operates. I think it's more accurate, especially early on, though, because when you're grasping for straws with these yeah. people. You might as well just talk game with them. I, I would be like, okay, so Tommy, just like hypothetical here, uh, Cliff wins HOH and says like you're his number one target. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point, Owen. I I was just I just feel like you didn't think it was a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. So now I think we got to talk about just like the tragedy that is watching Ovi try to react to this. Yes. Yeah. Poor kid. I like Owen's comment that he was being haunted by the number eight <laughs> episode. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> so his first reaction is to talk to Annalise and recount that he saw he asked, or heard. He asked Annalise to analyze the situation. Boom. Drop my <laughs> phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he relays that information to her. She then obviously goes back to the Alliance and explains whatever. He then says, okay, well, actually, we should probably talk about some of the moves he made in the context of after the activity comp. Well, what happened first? You just time jumped on me. Yeah. No, I, I, I no I'm, I'm wondering, did, did this happen before this or after the before. activity this comp? This happened before. Okay, sorry about that. So he wants to leverage this information he has into making the preemptive alliance, the first alliance. Oh, this happened after. See, that's okay, what I'm saying. No, yeah. no, you did the time jump. That's why I got confused. Terrence I thought you were still talking about Several the planes right now. But <laughs> I think we should just talk about the whole thing at once. Let's honestly. talk about the whole thing at once. So, like I said, he wants to make that alliance, and he goes straight into the lion's den, the HOH uh, room. So, here's my issue. First of all, the five people that are in there, Christy, obviously, Mickey, Jack, Jack. And um, there was, was one more. Was Annalise in there? Annalise, I think it was. Yeah, that's probably how he got his foot yeah. in the door, right? Yeah. So he talks about how we need to create alliance. There's eight out there. Like we need to protect ourselves. And then they create the Fam Five and Fab Five. I think it was the Fam Five. No, no. I'd I'd prefer it to be the Fam Five because it was not with an M. Uh, just because everyone does the Fab Five, and so, it's like that's already been done, like very famously. So, can I just make a comment on this? Make a comment. It was so obvious that it, that they were just making a fake alliance, gassing him up, because he just goes, "We should start an alliance." Yes, there should be five of us. Yes, what should we call it? The Fab Five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> see ya. And then none of them left. You're totally right, except Ovi. He was like so jacked up. He's like, I'm going to make Big Brother history. This is like the start of it. I know. That's the other thing I wanted to say. The one thing that drives me nuts every season with Big Brother is everyone's such a dork about the game Making when history. they first get in there. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to backdoor them when I get a chance. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this alliance is going to be the... <laughs> The greatest in Big Brother history. It's gonna be. It's gonna rival Doctor Will. Oh, you know what I was thinking is that I need a secret final two. It's like everyone settle down for a minute. Here. <laughs> First two weeks, you just need to be hanging out in the pool. <laughs> well, yes and no because I think <laughs> and you need to be pretty. 
and attractive. Well, okay. Now I did want to say this. <laughs> what if you're allergic to the sun and you're ugly? <laughs> that's but no. Like me. What I'm saying is we, <laughs> we said how the first major alliance is always just the attractive. No, people. that that's what that comment to actually stemmed from my thought process about this moment it's like you idiot you went to all the best looking people in the house assuming they're not already in an alliance so you're saying ovi's not good looking well i mean (laughs) (laughs) he's i just put owen in a pretzel (laughs) anyway you're hitting on something based on the good lookingness but that was that was i liked that what you're hitting on something based on the good looking but what like (laughs) there's a couple logical like major flaws that he made one if you ever watch that big alliance is formed like day two to three Mm -hmm. it always starts then if you're on day six you miss the boat like by a lot if you're sitting around waiting for it to happen it happened yes and if he thinks he's going to beat this eight person alliance to getting made why does he think he already knows about the eight person alliance like yeah he knows it exists and he somehow thinks he's going to beat it and then he's an idiot because you have to take into account well that means there's eight people in this thing you have to weed out who you can trust exactly and he somehow thinks that he can pick four other people who are just not in that eight and Here's this just the worst part of it. The worst logical failure is he went straight to the HOH room. Of course, the HOH yes. is in the strong alliance that got formed week one. Yes. That the alliance forms around the HOH. Period. Yes. Yes. I couldn't believe that. It's like you're such a fan. Now, like you don't even need to be a fan. Just be logical. Because the HOH is a locked-in person. Does that make this a permutation or a combination that he's trying to figure out? Was it a stats joke? <laughs> it was. Dislike. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a, a combination. Okay. So, yeah, we can confirm. I don't even know what that means, but we can. <laughs> you don't con- need to. <laughs> we can confirm that, although we said in the last episode that Ovi seems like someone who could win and is smart, he will not win and is not smart. <laughs> <laughs> Decided. Boom. <laughs> Drop your phone. All right. Let's talk about the Wactivity twist, which we didn't talk about in the first episode, and the Wactivity competitions. I like the name. Absolutely. It's a strong name for this season's twist. I agree. And we finally got to learn a little bit more about today. So today they each picked uh, from three sort of undisclosed competitions there was the chaos competition the nightmare competition and the panic competition everyone put their name under one of the three and then it was unveiled what week they would be able to compete for the activity perk okay um and it just turned out that the week one competition would be the nightmare competition and we saw cliff um Ovi, Kat, um Nicole. Beth, Isabella, and Nicole. Mm-hmm. I forgot Nicole was I forgot Nicole was in it too. Uh compete for the week one perk. We don't know. We didn't know what it would be. It's just in your week you're gonna compete for something and it's gonna be a twist. Yeah, quick little note here on how they were populating the boards. You would really hope that the grateful is a little smarter. To, than they were in spreading out their 
names throughout so you have as many chances in each competition to win or like so you're not like weak in any competition so i think it was the one that got picked nightmare mm-hmm. only one of them was in it or there's another one where all four of them are in it so they're taking chances away from each other so stats question but then don't you just guarantee that your alliance is going to get one of them uh, i suppose that's a good point it which takes it takes some of the secret out of it which is better that's a great hmm. point that's a really good point i have no idea but I could see, I could see wanting to control as many outcomes within the given yeah thing as possible, but I don't think they were thinking along either of those lines, which is weird because we saw Mickey think along those lines when he picked who would compete in the HOH competition. Yeah, so kind of weird that that same thought didn't come to him four days later. <laughs> I don't know if if they're thinking about math and statistics as much uh, alliance wide. Now I want to know. I wish I want someone to run the numbers on that. Yeah. But uh, combination or permutation, <laughs> no you tell idea. me. Um, so, what are our thoughts on this year's twist? There's always going to be one. I, I think this is an interesting approach. I kind of like the idea of in this week only five people can win it, or one of five. I mean, instead of the yeah. entire house is able to get it every week. It reminds yeah. me of like a slightly adjusted hacker competition from I last year. Loved the hacker comp. They're, I think it's slightly adjusted so well. power app. Power no, app? but that was voted. Oh, you're right. Well, I should say the powers earned seem similarly um, strong. Yes. True. Is that fair? Right. Yes. So we watched the first uh, whack-tivity comp. <laughs> it, was, it was whack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was the nightmare comp where they had to smell things and match the smell. Really gross things. things. Yeah. It would have been a tough one to do, and I didn't, I didn't really understand why it fell under the category of nightmare. Neither did I, mean, I actually. Uh, because first of all, it's a nightmare. Second of all, well, yeah, the, I don't have nightmares the, about the, smells. the prize they won happens at night when you're sleeping. It wakes you up. Well, that makes sense. That's I think that was the idea. But I would have, I would have assumed also the competition would have been. Yeah, like it should have been another pitch black competition. Basically, yes, that's what I expected. But um, shout out the haunted house competition from Celebrity awesome competition that was a fun one yeah um so yeah Ovi ends up winning the competition so our thoughts on Ovi are very conflicted because now he has something on his resume early i don't think he had to like be bad he just really botched the execution of this week like i don't think he's like naturally like a bad player when when we go back to taking it chronological He, at least as far as we know, he didn't try and make that alliance until after he won this. He was already feeling himself. He had mm. the class president swag going, and he thought, I'm going to grab my people and I'm going to lead them. No, but there's other signs that he will not be a good pro <laughs> because he won this competition and then was the worst liar. When it came he, to he, trying to hide, he it. was doing a poor job hiding it. He's you like, yeah, th- no, I uh, I picked all three wrong. Uh, let's see, I picked uh, poopy turd one. I picked. It could have uh, been any of the urines, but I didn't pick any of them. I picked <laughs> coyote. Um, well, you know what's gonna be interesting is he has. Well, we we didn't talk about exactly what the right. power app or whatever the hell it's called um, is. It lasts for six weeks, and it allows him to. For any nominee, after any head of household nomination, he can then choose to play this power, and in the middle of the night, it will wake up the entire house, and um, then the HOH needs to put up two whole new nominees. 
Um, so obviously you'd probably save it until you're on the block for six weeks. Yes, six nominations. Ceremony. Uh, six nominations. Yeah, and he had the brilliant idea that he would use it if he got put on the block. <laughs> did you see my tweet? You I did. Okay, because like that's the second instance of just like saying something I tweeted, and I was wondering like, is this coming organically? Our brains are very similar. Let's be real here. <laughs> um, no, but it's just I don't get why he had to say that like he was brilliant. I have thoughts. So, one, um, by accident, did he? Well, first of all, he might have been a target before um, before he actually reached out to the five, whatever, the Fab Five, whatever, um, just by virtue of talking to Annalise, right? He yes. might have been a uh, maybe a backdoor target or whatever. If that happens, can this happen after veto or does it have to happen before veto? That's my question. That's too. really important. I assume probably not. So before veto, yeah, because you you can't go through veto and then say let's have a new nomination ceremony. Yeah, no, you're probably right. So yes, that is going. that's very important. Secondly, um, what I was getting at with maybe he gave himself an extra opportunity. He could tactically reverse engineer it that like this is like a line of defense. If they want to just keep that illusion up with him for a while, it's just buying him extra weeks before he has to use it. Whereas I thought he might have to use it this week originally. I think he's probably someone who they will decide they have to get rid of at some point early, but I don't think he's a target right now. Yeah, so I, I think he just bought himself maybe a week or two by putting up the that alliance. I think they think he's just kind of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Well, we'll so see. They're not concerned about him. And, you know, it could be beneficial to them to keep this Fab Five thing going and have a vote. Yeah. The one thing I'm interested to see is if they tell the rest of Grateful about it, because that's when you can run into problems when you hide things from other members. Mm-hmm. I could that's see, a good point. I could see where they're hesitant to do so because they don't want to um, sort of ruffle anyone's feathers by mentioning why they had to because three people messed up. But True. Oh, yeah, there's that aspect. But there's... Jack just... Was in the room and made like he had nothing to yeah, do. Yeah, he was like dead silent. He was so, the one doing it. So he probably doesn't want it to come back at all. He's probably pushing them to say, oh, no, let's keep this quiet. We don't want to like. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We don't want to have more people knowing about it and more of a chance of it getting out, right? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I mean, kind of a weird That's a good point. thing going on right now. With super, it. super strange. Um, what did you guys think of the actual competition? It was pretty, pretty nasty. I don't think I would be able to do it. Really? Bad, bad smells, they'll they'll get to me if they catch me off guard. Would you say it would be a nightmare? Um no. But it, do it. it would make me uncomfortable. I think <laughs> I could do it and I feel like some people were being like way over dramatic. I could do it. Yeah. I agree. Isabella was saying how she doesn't smell urine during her free time. All I gotta say is I don't know if it, uh Issa does, but maybe Bella? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but Bella wasn't there a South Park episode about that, like cat pee? Yeah, where they get high <laughs> off of it or something. Yes. Yeah. And that, that feeds into oh, what happened to Cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that was actually a really good segment. That was really funny. First of all, good drug edit by uh, the Big Brother producers. And second yes. of all, her impersonation of the Kardashian sisters on Keeping Up with the Kardashians was spot on. Well, she would know. She's been tweeted at by Kim K. Ooh, fair point. So. That moment was actually the one thing that like made her kind of a standout for me. 
Yeah, it was a good I, th- I think four. she's actually she's kind of enjoyable to have on the show. Not a lot of people are standing out to me yet. Yeah, so. it's been it's been really like we talked about it last episode. We'll talk about it again. It's kind of difficult to like even make fun of people because they're not giving us a ton. <laughs> now I've said this to Brendan off the pod. I'm worried. Like maybe we just loved the BB20 cast. Too it was much. a very good season. It was a very good season, but I'm not. I'm not getting as worried as you guys are. I think it's still too early to really. It, it absolutely a is strong opinion on what the house is going to be like and how things are going to play out and all that. And yeah. the beauty of Big Brother is even the not great seasons are still a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, I don't know. There were points where where BB19 was not very fun. BB19. That was Josh one. It was Paul's that second was season. Oh, that, that was kind of tough. I actually I didn't hate that season, but the way it ended. Well, no that that was the season that had like a ton of bullying controversy Pots and, pans. and yeah, and Paul Could like be. literally controlled everyone's minds. Like no one did anything. Yeah, of their own volition. Unique. Yeah. <laughs> um, one last thing before we get into just reiterating who got nominated. Um, I think it's worth no- uh, noting. The house really does not like Kemi, and why? I mean, so she goes to, up to Christy and says out of nowhere that she wants Ovi out. First of all, everyone seems to have a thing against Ovi, so I wonder what's happening that we're not seeing. I think he's obnoxious. Yeah, um, and that did not sit well with Christy, and definitely not Jack. Jack got like really hyped up about it. Yeah. Okay, now I'm actually pissed that they got so mad at this moment because. If you're not in an alliance off the bat and you're just like kind of a floating person like Kemi is, whenever you bring up the game, I think that's probably what you do. You just kind of throw out like one idea you have and you see how people react to it. And she was just saying like, oh, like I think Ovi could like maybe make some moves. So we got to keep an eye on him. And they were like, why why is she so quick? Why is she so quick to throw him under the bus like that? Yeah, I think that's totally just like you get in there weird. and your rational, normal, disgusting Big Brother theory mind goes away and it turns into this like crazy, primal, competitive, like Big Brother idiot mind. Jack and Chrissy like, tunnel had vision. this crazy, intense conversation in the storage room about this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, can you believe what just happened? Yeah, it, it happens every year. And what we talked about it a lot at the end of last season, but they just lose they lose touch with reality it happened to paul in season 18 when he made the wrong choice in the final three basically because he got hung up on one small slight that was so immaterial and unimportant to the game and and it cost him and it cost him everything (laughs) (laughs) early thoughts on this alliance and why i think that they will ultimately fail it seems right now like their entire decision-making process and even the thoughts leading up to their decisions are basically just they just go with the wind where something kind of sets them off in a dumb way, and then that's their decision. There's that, and also they just seem to gravitate towards eliminate the weakest link. But if the way they – well, but that's kind of just early Big Brother, but if the way they play the game is, oh, my God, you know, this one thing happened with Kat, she's the first person we have to get out. Oh my God! Can we said that to us? Like now we have to vote her out next week. That just seems kind of impulsive and not a really smart way to play the game. Yeah. I don't think any alliance bigger than four people traditionally can ever actually work, except 
for level six, which I think was technically five because they cut bait with Winston pretty quick last year. Yeah, but they had the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had a great name and they were a good alliance. So I think that's like as big as you can make it. But once you have half the house, there's no way all of you are on the same page. And if you're smart, you should just be thinking of like, what's the smaller alliance that I actually want? They yep. were a great alliance because they pretty early on realized, oh, yeah, Winston's crazy. We should probably just vote him out. <laughs> yeah. they, didn't, they didn't do some weird coup thing like Caitlyn did with uh, putting up Swaggy C. Oh, that like was that. the worst. It was just, yeah, you know what? Let's keep the name level six, but let's really be level five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, again, Cliff and Cat were nominated, and it'll be interesting to see who wins Power of Veto on Wednesday night's episode. Yeah. Or wait, is it on Tuesday? Tuesday night's episode. Tuesday, Tuesday. yeah. Um, still confused by that. I'm going to call an audible here. We were going to do Love and Showmance, but we've already talked whoa, whoa, whoa. about the Love and Showmance candidates being Cat and Mickey. And Mickey. Yeah, not much to see here, folks. Right. We, we've already We'll check back this. in. Yeah, so let's see if she really can control him. Um, let's move on to a favorite segment of ours that if you're new to the show, we will explain to you. <laughs> Sunday Scaries. Pretty self-explanatory in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a segment where we discuss who should be afraid going into this week of Big Brother and why. Tends it's, to be a part of our Sunday episode. <laughs> <laughs> True. Let's start with Owen. Owen, you're going to talk about Cat. Yes. Um... Well, obviously, she's on the block, and she's also the primary target of uh, Christy. Yeah, that's her name. So I've been she should probably be the most worried, yet part of me, I just feel I feel good about Kat. She's my standout house guest. I think she is going to find a way to either rally votes or win a competition. I don't really know if she's a physical threat or not. She won a physical competition. Which one? Christy we're talking about? No, Kat. Oh, sorry. See, we're having a hard time there. <laughs> Terrence throws his phone. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, continue. Um, I just really, I don't feel too scared for her, and I want her to stick around, so I'm just going to, like, speak it into existence. I kind of agree. I actually kind of like Kat after that uh, tripping out montage. Yeah. Um, she, I, I think she's gonna ruffle some feathers and you know could be a little annoying in the sense that she's automatically talking about how she can control someone but at the same time she seems kind of funny and uh like someone who can actually compete so she's kind of an interesting person to have in the game do we have any like enough indications of like relationships yet that we know who she already has on her side and who she could get to flip in terms of a vote, or is it just way too early? We don't know. Yeah, I think no, it's way too early, but it's also way too early to say that um, Grateful will be on the same page for anything yet. So yeah. we can't we can't say, oh, automatically these votes are against her. Yeah. It's too early on. If we, assu- if we assume that they're together, she's gone. If not, she has a chance. Yes. I think it comes down to. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, and we also assume that they have Ovi's vote, so... She's in a pretty tough spot right now. True. Oh, yeah, good point. But um, I'm thinking of this with Kat because I think she'd be my nominee for this. 
Who is the person that gets most excited when they have wine in the house? Uh, uh, Jessica. Ovi. Ovi talks about how... You know, uh, they used to have a box of Franzia in his fridge at, at, <laughs> in Tennessee. <laughs> no, yeah, I take it back, Toby. <laughs> you ever slept the bag? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if he just, like, takes it, he, like, sees it in the storage room, just starts slapping the bag, and it's, their whole wine allotment for the week is gone? That's why they want to vote him out. He's the guy who comes into freshman dorms, and it's just a little bit too on for those first two weeks. Like I said, he's in that, like beautiful time it's like a year and a half where you're just on top of the freaking world and he has yeah. no idea about anything yet yes exactly but it's translated into let's get this guy up out of here does that year and a half start at the beginning of senior year no senior year uh, is no, kind of no. rough in college towards the end so the second semester because I feel like everyone always talks about like the scariness post graduation. Second so. semester of senior year couldn't be me. Oh yeah, no, I guess I guess it depends on your perspective. It if it depends on your job situation or whatever, but like when you're first out let's just say like right out of school in your first like big thing, whether it's a job or like you're moving to a new city or whatever, it's just like all this optimism and like you're at the top of the world and Or you go on Big Brother. For him it's Big Brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, but uh, Terrence, you're going to talk about Cliff and why he should be afraid. Cliff should be afraid um, because it, it, it bears repeating, pawns go home. Um, and um, <laughs> Wait, but pawns go home. Wait, yes. what? Yeah. Um, and frankly, it he is the easiest person in the house to uh, flip on, if that makes sense. So right now, it is absolutely not the plan to get him out. It is so easy to have a change of plans and not feel bad about it. Oh, <laughs> dude, my! <laughs> it's because it's on the, the hat tr- trick. The charger. It's because it's on the charger. Okay, talking oh. about. I wish we were talking about Ovi there at the hat trick. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you got it. You I've, been hey. to do it. I've been trying to shoehorn in an Ovi <laughs> joke, and I feel like I just picked the wrong opportunity. No, uh, no, I think that was the only one you were gonna get. <laughs> well, well, here we are, folks. We've arrived. When opportunity looks you in the eye. <laughs> Um, I lost it. Oh, but yeah, very easy to to be like, okay, yeah, we can vote Cliff out. No one has enough allegiance to him for it to be a big yeah. issue. Although, and who's his friend in the house? Is it Cat? Yeah, or Jessica. Probably Jessica. Jessica bawling her eyes out despite not being put on the block. I also remember that's what makes Jessica me think she likes is. the wine. Oh, really? That's why I think she's she's you the think wine she's one. She's slapping the bag. Yeah, she's slapping the bag. Um, but it, it wait, guys. Holly is the wine one. Oh, that's like actually it. her job. <laughs> Do you think she's talking about like the aromatic uh, hops or whatever? Oh, that's beer. She would have shut down <laughs> Ovi's conversation about Franzia. Talking about, the, <laughs> talking about the legs on the Franzia. <laughs> um, She'd be like, that's yeah, like it's, my horse's piss. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, it's easy to flip on Cliff. He's the old guy. Pawns go home. He should be worried. Hey, yes. Also, the opposite of everything we were talking about with cat applies, where it's like you don't know where votes lie. The alliance could go either way. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about Kemi. Kemi is in a tough situation because for some reason she's caught the ire of Grateful for seemingly no reason she mentioned that they should be concerned about ov a guy they know 
is wise to their alliance of eight and is very interested in opposing the alliance of eight and yet for some reason that set them off into thinking that she's shady and someone they should vote out uh it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit hard to comprehend it seems like it's just an excuse for the fact that they don't like her personally because it seems like a lot of people don't like her which isn't exactly shocking just because she did say that she is someone who likes being mean but okay (laughs) i'm not sure whenever they show her which i mean it's not that often but um i'm just not getting that vibe especially this episode okay like when she of was her talk- being mean you mean when she yeah. was talking with cat they were the two talking when all those girls were in the room just seemed she, like the first thing she said was jack is a dumbass and she's probably right but she's, she's probably, right she's probably right but like that's he got a, my name is sticker tattooed on his freaking peck did you see that I'm not disputing that he He's probably a is a dumbass, but that's a harsh thing to say no, about someone okay. you've known for five days. No, but or just podcasting about. I mean, <laughs> well, that's different. We, yeah, we say stuff like this on the podcast. Like how how much can you like really judge someone for like talking shit? All I, no, I talk shit all the time. <laughs> is there anything you want to tell me? No, just in general. <laughs> Everyone talks shit all the time, and I think this is no exception just because you're on TV. All I'm saying is she said that her entire persona is being sort of catty and a mean girl, and it seems like people don't like her. So I can connect the dots there and assume that she's being someone that people Somewhat don't living up really to that. like. Yeah. That's I all guess. I'm saying. But, and then in her other moment when she was talking to... Christy and Jack. It just seemed like she was she was just having a casual conversation. I agree and, with you. I think their reaction was ridiculous, but it seems to be their way of finding a scapegoat or a reason why they can target her because for some reason they don't like the way the vibe she's, you know, putting out in the house. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I think it was a stupid reaction to a seemingly innocuous conversation, but I think that there might be just certain like social level, you know, sometimes early on people just sort of go after the people that they don't like hang out with. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I digress. (laughs) I think Kemi should be very concerned because if someone wins power veto, I think she's the number one backdoor candidate. Something that is very interesting and it kind of aligns with what you're saying somewhat. Um, I saw Mama Day tweeting and she was tweeting about Kemi and she was saying how all the backlash she's getting is undeserved and everyone is making a big deal out of what she said in that uh, pre-game interview, but it just has not borne itself out yet, so she's being unfairly judged by it. And then, this is getting back to an earlier conversation we had, but she basically said how she is at a social disadvantage just because there are not enough people that are similar to her, right? Oh, I agree with that 100%. you know, she has... an uphill battle which is unfortunate i'm just saying all i'm saying is i don't watch the live feed so all i have to go off of is that beginning interview and the fact that it seems like people are against her that's the only reason i'm connecting trying to connect those dots there um all right so let's move on to metaphysical predictioners we're back folks a segment uh created in honor of the late great caitlin from season 20 of Big Brother, where we 
metaphysically predict things. What do we want to predict? Um, mine is a little more down the line. I just kind of want to talk about what week does um, Grateful actually break up? Become the Grateful Dead? Yes. There you go. You can't double dip. I assume <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> I I'm going to guess veto of week two. Ooh, that's early. That is early. Yeah, and I mean like, Faute broke up within like 36 hours of it being. <laughs> good made. point. What what's today's date? Today's date is June 30th. <laughs> that's like actually true. So what do we want to say? Um, before or after June 11th? The last another 12 days. Well, we'd have to go back in time for that day. Oh, July 11th. Sorry. While I don't think they're a very smart alliance, I think they'll get through the activity comps. Three weeks. Now what? Oh, but that does so discord, right? Because like, who has it? But they, once, I think once they they're all, all in the same on the week one. Three one. What's gonna happen when four out of fi- the four out of five in the one um, activity comp are in that alliance, and then? No one tells who wins. Okay, then they at least that'll be then, crazy. Then maybe that's where I think they end. They get to that week, which I think, I think was week two. Week. I think it was oh, week two. Maybe. We'll Ooh, see. We will see. But the only thing that I don't know what when it comes to breaking them up, I don't know who's that number one target that someone tries to take out. Is is it I, Mickey? Is it Christy? No. Like who takes the first bullet? I, As opposed to who's taking the shot. I don't know. I think it might be Christy, which would disappoint me. Oh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, you know what? I'm curious to see what her game is like when she's not in power. Mm-hmm. She can talk. She's a very good social player slash, you know, social or whatever. Like, I can see how if that got into, like, too much gossip and, like, like, wrong word got around. Like, we really like her vibe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Winston because from what Winston? I saw. Or I confuse them because Winston and Jackson are so similar. Mickey. Yeah. Um, M- Mickey. I'm just going to chime in every single time someone says Jackson. I'm just going to add Mickey. <laughs> no, but um, mixed we in. We didn't see him a ton this episode, but he didn't seem to be doing anything as annoying or yeah, like douchebaggy. It's what makes me uh, agree that um, with yourself. with, with, with <laughs> yes, with myself that he has a better game already than Cody. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think you're right that he is kind of a weird, like annoying, egomaniac guy, but he can hide that. And every analogy is equated to some sort of gun, weapon, war, <laughs> lock and load. <laughs> He's very violent, very violent analogies. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I think it's Christy. I think uh, I still am a believer in the taboo of. The first week HOH, even though there are perks to it. Yeah. Um, I think the most likely route, just based on what we've seen, is I think Christy probably takes the first bullet because I either. I changed my mind. Well, let me make my case. Either Mickey <laughs> or Jack will take the first shot because they're classic alpha male that doesn't want to feel emasculated by a woman. I, so I, I think that's the route they're going down. Well, I just completely changed my mind. It's uh, it's Nick. Nick is, and for some reason I'm blanking on his name. Nick is the idiot brother from The Godfather that they have to kill. Like, never seen The Godfather. So Godfather two. So now you know what happened. I've never seen two. two actually, I've only seen one. <laughs> he 
he's the guy who's just out running his mouth about the the uh, okay now yes okay this spoiler was a bad alert. episode for him there how was that a spoiler alert? Oh, I thought we were talking about the Godfather. Nick so sorry. <laughs> talked about the great. Well, Nick, Nick could very easily be in the Godfather. <laughs> okay. Let's be real. I don't think that haircut was in style. Tommy Bracco, no, just like be. a guy named Nick. <laughs> Tommy Bracco, little Nicky. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're off the rails right now, but Nicky is the guy because he was he was running his mouth about the alliance, and they were saying Nick's got to watch his mouth. Like, what the hell? There goes my uh, Big Brother champion pick. Yeah. This was a bad episode for him, and I like the case that you made there. I still think he's one of the people that he's in that backup quarterback spot for me, where it's like, you know, when it gets down to it, people aren't considering him the number one option, but if he wins a few competitions when it's right, I think he'll still be in a good spot. So he's just the idiot that they kind of let him slide because he's a founding partner. Yes. Um, Well, that was going to be one of my metaphysical predictions is that Who's going to be like someone who like slides to top eight through no, like, th- by no means of their own? They just slide through. Jessica. Uh, I can see her, but it was going to be Nick for me. I think he's going to slide, and I'm already not feeling great about my final prediction because it almost feels like um, who's uh, the gray haired guy who dated Raven uh, two seasons ago? It's like <laughs> this guy, man. It's just going to kick in at some point, and it's going to be great and. And I think that's Nick for me, and it's never going to happen. I still stand by that he had all the tools. There you go. Well, let's see. We'll, we'll be in the final four, and I'll just be like, see, I told you guys, after I'm already giving up on him week two. <laughs> um, is Are those all the predictions we have? The other thing I was thinking that might be interesting, um, what do we think the other alliance will consist of, or who, I mean? I'm kind of getting – it won't form from the leftovers. Because it almost it never, never forms does. from the leftovers. So the people that are left over that aren't ingrateful, they will not be the ones to start an alliance. You don't think there's... Okay, yeah. It's n- it's never two equal fronts going at each other. Or, or well, see, there I was think, one season where it was, and I can't remember what uh, it was. This, Josh's for James's first season. James, remember James? Yeah. I feel like that season it was pretty much... There was the strong alliance, and then all the other people just decided they were an alliance. And they True. Were really bad. I mean, technically, I guess Faute and Level Six are like they that, did their damnedest. They yeah. they tried, <laughs> but <laughs> but usually, you know, the reason a, a big part of that happens is that the leftovers are usually weaker players who are not smart enough to look for an alliance before day six. Yes. Now, I, I think a lot of it hinges on whether Cat stays because I could see Cat organizing. She's True. yeah, she's got the strong personality. I could see that happening. Um, go off the rails one more time and talk about BB20. Even distribution of attractiveness amongst the uh, amongst the alliances, I would say. Level six and Faute, they they were both relatively oh, attractive yeah. alliances. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I guess they we can't the trend. We have <laughs> <laughs> one out of two data points go against your uh, another your stats broad reference. statement. <laughs> um, and what were we even talking about before? Oh yeah, the other alliance. Okay, I like the take that it depends on if cat. I think we we don't want to predict yet. <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see like oh, maybe maybe Cat and Annalise are like actually really good friends or something and then they start something on their own cuz that's what it takes. He needs a break off. And the jock guys like they always have their own thing going on too. Yeah. So like the smaller break offs um 
I think those are the two nominees. So where you're just it's banking like, on Grateful won't really be a thing for very long. Yeah, no, because I think unless they have that one leader that tells them how to set, how to think, like Paul or Derek, like Which one might of those be guys. It might be so Christy. Um, but unless they have that mind controller, the big alliance just is never on the same page. You know what would be interesting? Because Christy is someone who would have the autonomy to start having some side dealings and maybe not have it seem weird because it's clear she can communicate with everyone. Um, if within that... She already her, does. Yeah, and if... With, Tommy. Well, that's what I'm going to say. If her and Tommy within that eight are meanwhile setting up their backup plan for when everything falls apart and Jack makes a bad comment or Jackson does something toxic and then the whole house is against them, <laughs> what's our backup plan? And you have... It's really a matter of... I don't know. May, I don't want to say OV necessarily, but... Maybe you have Cat. If I don't, no, maybe not. She just targeted her. But someone along those lines. And maybe you have a group of four that's like ready to to roll when everything inevitably breaks off. My final metaphysical prediction: uh, Tommy Brocco wins HOH, backdoors Christy to avenge his family member, <laughs> to, to his avenge mother, his mom Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look into that and see if I can figure out who it is. I don't want it spoiled. Oh yeah, you know what? We'll get a Big Brother segment later. Yeah, because we totally will. Yeah. that's one of the things. That's Thursday night episode. Season. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So I think with that, that wraps up episode two of season three of Podcast of Vito. Any other closing thoughts, guys? No. No. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you got to this point, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and we will be back on Wednesday. Well, okay, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, that type of thing. Okay. My bad. I stepped on it. Big Brother will be back on Wednesday. Big Brother will be back on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. We'll see you for episode three. (laughs) On Thursday. Yes. Good night, house guests.